everyone, how's it going? I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. And today we have a very, very cool episode. We are going to be speaking with Marco Messini, who is the founder of Setpick. And for those of you who may not know, Setpick is a website for collectors of concert memorabilia. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to uh, today's episode and to talking to him. But before we get into that, we have our listener segment for our listeners all around the world. So let's get right into it. Top three. Here we go. Number three, Brazil. Nice. Coming in strong. Number two, Colombia. Nice. Nice. And number one, we have Indonesia. Nice. Nice, man. It's awesome. So thank you so much to our top three this week, Brazil, Colombia, and Indonesia, for really showing us some love and for listening and spreading this podcast all around. We really appreciate you guys, and we appreciate all our listeners from all around the world. And yeah, so if you want to get in our top three next week, all you have to do is share this podcast, and we could be shouting you out next. And without further ado... Here is our interview with Marco Messini. Hope you all enjoy. Hello? Hey, Marco. How are hey. you? Can you hear me? Yes. Fine, fine. You are on now with Lisa and Eric. Ah, Lisa and Eric. Nice to meet you guys. Nice, nice to, to meet, meet nice you. Nice to meet you, man. Thank you so much for coming on today. No, no problem, no problem. Thank you for reaching out. This is like a, such an honor, you know, because... Uh, I started this so we we can we can talk about the this space. So I will explain to you all the things. But it's an honor because it's a kind of um, thing that I started just for like passion, and then having a having a guys from New York City that are calling me for telling about this is kind of amazing. I love it. I love that you're so yeah. passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, can you just please um, yeah. introduce yourself and explain what set pick is? Yeah, yeah, actually, um, I'm I'm young, but not that not that much. I'm 34 years old. I'm from uh, Italy, from the northern part of Italy, but I live in Madrid, Spain, and I'm uh, passionate about music, live music. I played for 10 years in different bands. Uh, from metal to art rock to synth pop, and I I've always been going to the concert as much as I could, 
and uh, I'm also a great uh, collector of things actually about music and about lifestyle. Uh, I collect uh, uh, compact discs. Uh, I am kind of obsessed in collecting compact discs. I'm a like tattoo collector and. I have a lot of uh, tattoo, uh, music-related tattoo, and also when I go to to gigs, I, I love to collect some souvenirs for those gigs uh, because every gig is a um, is a standalone experience, you know. And having something that you can bring home from from that experience is, I think, can like stuck that those moments into your mind, and you can. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I, when when I like starting going to gigs, I uh, from the beginning I I always uh, collecting something, at least or guitar picks or drumsticks, and lately, like two years ago, actually, yes, I decided to to build up a. Um, a website about this, but it was like something that I needed to do. I, I needed to do a website, and so I decided to uh, code a website about this this thing because because I um, I have always like kept uh, these things only for me, and I wanted to share these to to the world in in like um, hoping that maybe someone else and but believing that someone else uh, in the world uh, was like uh, passionate about the kind of things so i st- i opened this web page and then um, one year ago i guess uh, i opened the instagram page which is now the main channel of like set be- the set big project because i started to uh, show off let me let's say show off my my stuff and then asking people if they uh, they wanted to to be featured actually and and in a very small amount of time a lot of people wrote me and sent and sent me their picture of their memorabilia and I started uh, like reposting them and so they had the piece actually uh, grew up until until this until this uh, little community, but it's kind of uh, active community of six thousand people that are are following this page and continuously sending me um, the, their stuff. And they when when I post them on on the page, they really love that and they keep on like thanking me on that i know when i found the page i thought it was a great <laughs> idea i thought it was a fantastic idea yeah yeah thank you thank you i love that you built a community around people collecting set lists guitar picks drumsticks yeah. and and to showcase that yeah yeah exactly because there are actually a lot of pages that are like for uh, collectors but only for like um guitar pick swap or uh, selling them or just for like uh, showing them but I, I I didn't find any any kind of like paid 
in which everyone could uh, could post their own things. Uh, so uh, and so I started this, and this is this is going quite well. So how long have you been going to concerts? How long? Uh, my my first concert, I remember, it was the like I made a concert in the year two thousand here in Italy. I was like sixteen years old, and my my first set list. I remember this because it's kind of a uh, like a milestone. <laughs> my first uh, set list. I collected it uh, at a Lamb of God concert in Milan on. 2005 in a very very small venue very historic venue that is closed like since i think uh, 2010 stuff like this and that was that was my first thing i collected and so it's 13 years that i've been doing this collecting stuff in two years that i that's amazing. That's amazing. That so you have a long history of going to shows and going to gigs. Eighteen years, but yeah, pretty pretty long actually. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm thinking oh, I did, yeah, it's quite quite long. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say that um, have been some of the most memorable shows that you've been to along the way? Most memorable, uh, I think. I think one of the most, I, I have a, maybe a couple of them, three maybe, that I can like pick up. One is um, two years ago, Foo Fighters um, did a gig in Cesena, which is a very small town in Italy, because of they like replied an appeal of people from Cesena there in 1000 of them uh, recorded uh, the learn to fly song from from Foo Fighters and they they recorded the song on a video 1000 of them and they sent this 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 video like on the internet and did this uh, this appeal and they've called accept this appeal and and they, the fighters, went, went to this very small town in a very small venue, like a couple of thousand people in a, like, a sport palace, stuff like that. And I I got the tickets and I got the set list of that. And it was amazing, of course, because attending a, a full fighter show in a, in a so small venue, a little venue, is like those 1,001 that uh, play the song in. Uh, on stage in order to, to play with them, so it was like very, 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 very strong um, experience. Yeah, I heard about that actually. That uh, recording, that must have been amazing. Yeah, have you ever uh, seen that the video maybe on 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 YouTube? Yes, I have. Um, ah, cool. Was was the song "Learn to Fly"? Was that it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, those are. Yeah, that's a lot of dedication. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah we're we're both um, big fans of the Foo Fighters and especially uh, Dave Grohl. So that's really great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, because actually in, in Italy, it, Italy is not a, a a strong 
that doesn't have a strong like uh, culture of this kind of music. So uh, aside from Milan and Rome, which are the two main cities in, in Italy, all people of uh, from the other part of of Italy, uh, they don't don't have such um, uh, a chance to to see uh, to see rock concerts. So because of that, like Foo Fighters would never come to to Cesena in order to play because uh, it's too small and. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's it's a supply and demand type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So so it was really, really, really strange for for us and really, really amazing. And that's a good point that you make too. I wanted to know who were your musical influences growing up. My musical influences. Uh, I started like listening to to heavy metal and like the extreme part of metal since like when I was really young and actually then I, 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 I've been keeping on listening and being inspired by this kind of music but I like I also love other 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 thing like the alternative rock of Foo Fighters I really love them like Foo Fighters or Biffy Clyde for example or to pick up bands I, I really love them and I used to also play in, to play um, synth pop, and as I as I told you before, so I I really love also this kind of this kind of music, music synth pop, future pop, uh, which is a, a kind of of synth pop in uh, which was like um, very uh, famous here in in, in Europe around 2000 and main bands was VMV Nation for example, Combi Christ or the Covenant from from uh, Germany I think yeah and I still I like mainly heavy metal music and the extreme part of metal music but I really love also uh, rock music and simple yeah, and I've seen from your uh, from your page that you have a lot of really cool bands. I've seen some merchandise yeah. by Iced Earth, by Metallica, I've been Sevenfold. Yeah, yeah. Those actually I, I I'm in charge I'm, I'm the only one that they run this this page actually. So Good for you, also, that's great. Yes, I'm I'm also in charge of the selection, of course. And those selection reflects of course, my my taste in music, and but I, I think I I I, sh- I I don't know if I should like um, um, extend, but actually I want to keep a, a like a consistent line of what I I I I put on the page because because I like this, not 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 for specific reason because of. I like, I like this kind of music, so I I want to to keep that to show that to to this community. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but for now it's something that it's like natural to me to do. Well, if you can think of it this way. I mean, uh, from what I understand, because I love heavy metal music too. I'm a huge yeah. metalhead. 
And from what I see, the metal community can sometimes be very underrepresented. So I think sticking Which to... Which one is underrepresented? In, in general. I feel like... Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, I feel sure, like sure. in general, metal is very underrepresented yeah. and it's still very underground, doesn't always get the respect it deserves. So the fact that you're... That metal is like one of the main things on your page is really cool. And I love that it yeah. gives attention to a lot of underground bands, such as Iced Earth. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And, but also there are like a lot of underground bands that lately um, are becoming like famous or like sort of a cult, you know? For example, like Architects from UK. I don't know if you guys know, know this band. Yeah, I've, I've heard of them a couple uh, times. They they like started doing metalcore and uh, um, just after they they like experienced the, the death of a member and now they I think now I I, I saw them several times last year and the the couples are last years and they like you can feel these this uh, suffering, suffer, and this sufferance and this, this pain also in their life. And because of this, they are like, um, increase their, I think they, they, uh, um, skills in music and their, the way they, they compose the music. And I think it's, they, they, they reach in, they reach in, uh, a lot of people, even if they still playing like very extreme metal, so it's uh, it's amazing. This is amazing for me. And you said earlier that you played in a lot of bands of your own. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I played in in several bands, very local bands here in Italy, and the main one is called Scavenger. Uh, we we started. Uh, playing uh, things, playing like um, as a cover band of death, death band from Florida. And yeah, I've heard uh, of them. Death, right? Yeah. Uh, Chuck Scoldin. Yeah. 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 We, 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 which was my my favorite band uh, when nice, I was young. Nice. And we also we picked up the name from a song from then, which is Cavender of Human Star, which great great song and but we like didn't collect so much success <laughs> to be to be honest and we play like here in the nearby we are we were very local we, we were also in italy so i can explain it to you italy um it's not that the simple playing metal music here in italy so we we played just like for for passion then I, I joined other bands. One of these play like um, hard rock music, which was called no, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, was called uh, the Bondage. We played uh, a lot of Foo Fighters, Foo Fighterish um, style was our, and I I played synth pop as I told you before and the name of the band was Tour de Force and with this with this band I actually I, I toured a lot here in Italy but also in 
in the southern part of Euro Europe, supporting as a supporting app for uh, bands in in our style, we, which were uh, pretty famous at the time, like for example, the Invitation Covenant, the Clients, um, Frozen Plasma, um, but unfortunately, uh, when I moved. Uh, from my hometown to 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 uh, now now I'm I'm not so it's possible but I, I also moved when I was, was young I I had to quit this band unfortunately because it was like one of the main part of my life and suddenly it, it disappeared so it was like a, a shock to me but I kept of course going uh, to concert and. And I, I kept like the the flame of like, music alive, not uh, in playing anymore. I saw that you play guitar. I saw from your personal page that you play guitar. So how did you get into playing guitar? Were you self-taught or did you take lessons? I I'm a totally self-taught guitar player. I'm I'm not that good actually. No, but uh, I'm super self-taught, um, and I. I thought about it, uh, of course, covering um, the, the the bands that I that I loved when I was a, a, a little boy, like when I, when I was fifteen, and mainly it was like uh, I, I I remember I learned all the uh, symbolic uh, record from from death and. Those those records, the uh, late nineties uh, records of the music, uh, were my 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 teacher, you know. So I, I didn't I, I didn't take a lesson actually, but like I, I think that um, a big part of like the fun part of uh, playing music is um, discovering it by yourself and trying something different with your friends. So I'm a big fan in not taking lesson, but buying an instrument and spend hours every day on, on that. I totally agree with that. It's all about dedication and how badly you want yeah. it. Yeah, and when you figure something out for yourself, it's that the feeling you get when you, you know, achieve that is just amazing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is, this is the... the it's really amazing when you like can replicate a, a song that you've been listening for years and you can do it yourself. It's kind of amazing. So earlier you said that you love to collect CDs. Um, yeah. What makes you gravitate towards CDs as opposed to um, maybe streaming music or downloading music? What's so special about physically collecting music? It's, it's that... Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not against in downloading or streaming at all because, of course, it's, we are in 2018 and so this is the, the way the, the world is going. But um, when, when you buy a, um, a, a record, a compact disc or a, a vinyl as well, the feeling, the smell of the, the new paper, uh, 
just print a paper. I don't know how to explain it, but it, it, it's something like when you when you buy a new book, you know, and you open it for the first time. It's there, there's a, a, a magic that the the digital music uh, cannot provide to you. So, and also um, you, you can like. Uh, you can chase for like the um, uh, particular edition, the uh, limited one with the uh, bonus track or the uh, I don't know uh, the key holder inside the package or stuff like that, which are something that is like I don't know. Yeah, I, I really love this kind of. Um, uh, Things that are really hard to find, hard, hard to get. I totally, I totally agree with you though, because it's you get a totally um, different added element to when you're physically holding something and you're reading through it, and you get to visually watch it being played, um, you know, on your record player yeah. or something like that. So I think it just adds a whole other element to the experience of listening to music and then that's why i love it so much i have like several uh compact discs that uh i i i already have the the compact disc the, the title but i like buy all the version of the different like cover version of uh, if an album has a different cover artwork i I, I'm used to buying all the different artworks, but I like open just one and all the others I have there like brand new and I, I, I will I, I will never touch them because it, it, it's not it's not worth it. it. It doesn't make sense. So but like three. Yeah, because if you I open it, then it'll lose value and stuff. It's not about value because I know that I, I, I will not sell them. Never. And, and but it's something that I, I already uh, I know like how it is inside the music is the same of the other one so uh, I, I, I I don't feel also the the to use that and I but I want to to have it and I'm actually glad that you that you said that um, because a lot of people collect for the wrong reasons where they'll buy these super rare things and find them and then try to flip yeah. it for profit on eBay and sites like that. And yeah, it yeah. kind of ruins the experience for those who genuinely, those people who are fans of the music. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I really hate this kind of thing because it's it's music. It's not a thing that, okay, if you, if you leave, uh, if you leave, if you leave off on, of music, okay. You like if you produce music, it's okay to to do business. Let's say with music, but not this way. Not uh, try to to get the rarities and sell them in order to to earn money. Kind of something that I I, I will not I, I will not do. And but also this is happening also with Sapik because I. I, I receive on a daily basis uh, requests from uh, either people that want they want to to sell their stuff 
and people that want to, to, to buy stuff, and also people who are like relatives to uh, someone famous, like ah, I'm the, um, the girlfriend of this guitarist from this very famous band, and if you want, if you, if you know that someone is interested, uh, I can sell, the, sell him uh, all, the, all the guitar picks or all the other stuff. And I, I, I go, I've been always um, replying that I, of course, not interested in these kind of things. I want only to, to create a community, to like, share experience and, and feelings, you know. I really respect that. I do. Thank you. So, what are your most prized possessions that you've collected at concerts? Yeah, it's, um, so this is something. Please, uh, guys, don't 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 get me wrong with, with what I'm about to tell you. But uh, I I collected something uh, from like people that uh, don't that don't don't live anymore, like the guitarist from Slayer. Fandeman, for example, or I attended the last gig of um, Tom Sir from from uh, Architects at Rocking Park two two years ago, and I got the set list. So uh, those those uh, stuff they are like something unique because unfortunately the people. Um, who, who played uh, at those gigs don't exist anymore, unfortunately. And I think th- th- those those um, stuff is the is the one that I like. I I I, I value to myself the most because they really I, because they like uh, rise to me uh, big feelings and big memories because they are related to very unique uh, moments. Each, as, as I told you before, each and every uh, gig is unique because it's a live gig, but those ones uh, are like more than unique, you know. Have you ever gotten um, a direct message through Instagram or through any of the other um, social medias that you have with Setpick? that you saw somebody's um, set list or guitar pick or drumsticks, whatever, and you were envious of them that they were able to get that? Of course, if like someone has got Chuck um, Scholdiner, which, which was the guitarist and singer from Death guitar pick, I was really envy of that. But right now, I'm... No, it's... Like, I think my collection is good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, yeah. when did you start see to see Set Pick really begin to grow and see people really beginning to share their concert memorabilia with you? Uh, I I think one year ago maybe I, I started it two years ago, if I if I'm not wrong, and but one year ago one. Like, I, I saw people reaching out to me in order to to ask, uh, can, can you post it to me, please, in your page, because I love your page and stuff like that. And I started um, posting, posting other people's uh, stuff. 
from this point on, uh, I, I felt like, oh, oh the, the, this thing is growing up and actually has gone like very quick since that, since that point, because I, I don't spend that much time on this, of course, because it's not something that uh, it is my like, uh, main, <laughs> main occupation during the, during the day. But, and so um, I, I actually don't promote that because it's something that I want to, that is like uh, natural and uh, organic. Yeah, that's fantastic that, that people naturally have been sharing it with their friends and you've been gaining um, more followers and people sharing your stuff that way. Yeah, yeah, because it started when, when someone, someone um, sent, me the, sent me the his stuff and I posted it and like he promoted me directly because showing I, I i suppose showing showing it to like the the yeah his his or her network and then it like it spread out and yeah when, when i when i when i uh, felt it when i uh, felt it, this growing i i was like i i felt very good because i as i like my my niece and intention was like uh, was becoming real you know so like you said earlier i know that set pick is something that you do on the side that you're passionate about yeah. but it's not your full-time career yeah. i know that yeah. you are involved with business development and digital marketing can you explain yeah. the services that you offer um from your personal website yeah yeah sure i actually um I work as a digital marketer and uh, like e-commerce expert because I spent five years uh, in working at Groupon and now I, I use all the things I learned at Groupon um, for, from my, myself. I am like a freelance and I can like promote uh, mainly, I, 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 I like to work with like new business like startups or um, e-com, all, all the things uh, that are based on the internet and basically that offer uh, a new a new service. I also have actually um, a company. Uh, we started as like an e-commerce, but now we have um, thirty-five retailers in the world, and this company. Uh, is uh, is selling um, motorcycle, classic motorcycle and cafe racer garments like leather jackets and, and t-shirt, um, uh, denim jackets related to the world of the classic motorcycles. Very nice. Um, Very nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it's called Shangri-La Heritage. If you go to um, also in on Instagram, you can find it Shangri-La Heritage, and it is growing. It's growing fast. This as well. I, me, and a friend of mine started this company. There are only uh, two of us running this company uh, less than one year ago, and now we wow. have. Yeah, yeah. We we also had. Um, a shop there in, in New York City, or, or maybe, maybe, yeah, I 
it's called article menswear, but it's like as closed at the beginning of this year. Oh man, I was gonna say I would go check it out myself. Yeah, but we also have uh, on, on in Syracuse uh, a great concept store, store that is called uh, American Reserve. They sell like clothing, all related to this kind of world. And the the owner of this 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 shop is like is freaking out with our stuff. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. I might have to yeah. make a trip to go check it out. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> it would be amazing, actually. <laughs> so yeah. you, you said earlier that you had a chance to work with Groupon for a few yeah. years. Um, Groupon yeah. is very, very big in the United States. So yeah, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I started working in a, group, a Groupon in 2011 when here in in italy but in uh, in europe in all uh, europe it was uh, like uh, it still was uh, like a startup no one uh, ran a business like like that here in europe in italy in europe so i joined it at the very early stage of this like business model this, this company that ran the, this new business model and I because of this I I could like ramp up my career very quickly and in a couple of years I like was in charge um, of one of one division of Groupon for the entire southern Europe uh, business and because of this I like learn a lot of this world this digital world is uh, promoting stuff on the inter- through internet and um, doing e-commerce in a in a way that is like new for people so uh, teaching people in a in a way let's say how to how to behave on the internet and all those things I can like use there right now with my own things yeah so you you learned a lot of business tools to take with you for future endeavors very nice very nice and it's so true because everything is always constantly evolving especially with social media and marketing through that through the internet so i think that's really great that you learned a lot while you were at groupon yeah yeah because here when i start when i start working at groupon there were like 50 people here and in two years we grew up to, up to uh, 500 like, wow. Stuff like that wow so it, it was like yeah that's a considerable crazy. difference yeah it was like crazy yeah. wow and i wanted to ask you as well what advice do you have for entrepreneurs who are just starting to build their business i think the main thing is um for sure uh, being somewhere on the internet and for somewhere i mean having in mind uh, which are the, the first thing is okay i'm doing something but uh, uh, which is my my audience so the, the main thing is um, uh, recognize the 
which is your audience first. So on the basis of that, you can like uh, develop all the other things. Because if you like um, focus on your idea or your uh, product or everything, but and you like keep on for later thinking about uh, who is your client, this will like, will lead you to waste a lot of time in understanding which is your client. So first of all, you have to keep to have in mind uh, very very like precisely which is your client and who want, who you want to be uh, your client and then de- develop everything around. Right. So you have to figure out what is your target audience and how to exactly. keep them engaged with your business. Exactly. For example, uh, to me, like for the uh, jacket thing, I we know me and my 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 friend. We know we both know very precisely who is the the like the, the target audience. There is a, 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 basically a biker or a, a, a man that is um, very into uh, de- the denim lifestyle. We call it denim hair. And we know this, and we um, built up all the communication, all the products, all the all, all, everything around this, this, this like uh, assumption. And and if you if you like visit our uh, Instagram page, for example, you you see that we, we are a very small company. We are there are two of us inside inside it uh, working on it, and but we have a very very great like uh, community around around this small company, and I think the the main like the key of this little success is that we have like very precisely in mind um, the people um, who uh, we have to talk to. So we know that the audience is that one. And so and bec- and on the basis of that, we, we, we built up everything. I think this is the main thing. And, uh, but, but I know it's, it's not that simple because Maybe one has an, an idea, a very strong idea, or uh, he, 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 think, he thinks that he has a very strong idea, but in the end, he cannot like uh, address the, this idea to the right people. So it's, uh, it's a, a great waste of time in finding the audience later. This is my, 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 like, my, my big advice. I think that's great advice. So what are your goals for the rest of this year, your personal goals? And also, how do you plan to further expand SetPick? So, uh, actually, um, my, I, I have a, another, another project, parallel project, that, which is, uh, I started two months ago. So for this year... My goals are like developing uh, the Shangri-La heritage brand around the world, uh, the more as more as, as much as possible, of course, because this is something that has started very well. And but it's only one year. Uh, the history that we have is only one year, so we we have to like solid, you know. 
and this is one of my biggest goals for this year. And also de develop the other thing that I have. One of the one, the, the biggest one is um, we. Uh, it, it's very Italian. This so I I don't want to like uh, dig into the the much, but <laughs> basically yeah, it's something related to to uh, tax refunds. We build up a, a portal which who wants to to sell these particular tax refunds can sell sell it through through our portal and who uh, who want to to buy to buy them can uh, through our portal. So, but it's super new. It's a a, a news introduced this year this year budget uh, load and I don't think it's called like this in American, but it's like the, the, the law that uh, uh, set the rules for, for like the budget of the, of the state. This is something that I am spending a lot of time on this. Yeah, that's a, you have a lot on your plate. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How do you manage to balance it all? I managed to do this because actually I don't have to go to an office in the morning, so I can like uh, do everything both whenever and uh, wherever I, uh, I want so uh, I can like um, and all the all these kind of things and accepting as well are my things so I have no one like behind that is pushing me or forcing me doing something I don't have a like a boss right so the life I, of a freelancer I, yeah exactly and and because of this, I, I, I can like if if I don't do this kind of thing, I I, I am not able to live anymore. So uh, I have to do these things, and uh, having this like freedom to to do these things. First of all, on the internet, because all the all those things are basically on the internet. So what do you see happening with set pick in the future? How do you further um, plan to expand on the set pick community? I like uh, my my like my my dream was that, for example, in like festival, there will be like a, a corner in which uh, whoever like collects something go to the con the corner with like the uh, the background like set big background yeah you would have your own someone, booth that would yeah, be great that, exactly so someone that take take a, a snapshot instantaneously that would be great that would be like i love that idea point, yeah the point of arrival but maybe maybe i could i i, I could like hire people to do that so at, at the moment I, I cannot do that yeah you should in the future yeah. you should start with local shows and then build it yeah. from there yeah. You never know. I, yeah, I never know. Yeah, I, I, maybe I have to like get in touch with like uh, Latin Nation and propose them <laughs> this kind of thing. It's crazy, but maybe I don't know. So, can you explain how people can register for Set Pick, and can you tell them the website where to go? Yeah, actually, the website is something that I started, but. It's difficult to keep on for uh, both me and like the the users. I, I I recognize that, and it has not like the exposure of a, a social media. So I decided to 
to focus like all the effort on on Instagram, on the Instagram. Okay. And because I I don't have like time and resources to be like to keep up with the website. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and be strong on, on all the all the platforms. So uh, having these like limited resources, I I think the better thing is like focusing on just one and be strong on that one. And I decided to to like focus the effort on, on the Instagram and basically um, now I, 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 I'm running this like this um, people can like direct message me uh, with the picture of the, their own stuff or uh, tag set pic on their own post and I'm gonna, I'm gonna repost them but the um, necessary things are uh, the mandatory like let's say fields uh, the date and the venue of of the stuff that people collect so I can like keep this line so you, you can like open the picture and recognize uh, yes the band the musician the the city and the and the date so it, it's great. To me, it's great. Like, for example, uh, yesterday or two days ago, someone sent me an Alice in Chains set pick from like, 1993. I was freaking out. I love that feeling. <laughs> That's one of the best feelings in the world when you just suddenly see that growth and you're like, wow, where did that spike come from? Yeah, yeah. That was like really, really amazing. And it's kind of crazy yeah. to think about, too, because all you need is that one moment, that one person to repost it or that one person yeah, to share yeah, something, sure. and then it can completely take off. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm like posting one one picture a day right now because I'm I'm alone, uh, as I said. But I think it's, it's also okay. And what about the Facebook page? Are you still going to keep that around yeah. or are you just going to solely focus on Instagram? Yeah, I have open. I have open the, the Facebook page, for, of course, because it's like in two shakes and you can open it. And um, but I'm not um, Facebook. Uh, unfortunately, is a let's say a, a paid platform. If you don't like put some budget, you can right into advertisements people. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like my my Facebook my set big. Facebook page counts like all my friends, so uh, it's not it's not it's not like it's very very small. But I I am not like I, I cannot like uh, dedicate time for for that because uh, I don't have time to dedicate and I don't want like to put budget for this. Plus, I, you've really seen growth with the Instagram page. Yeah, yeah, I think. It's, it's something that, like, being, like, strong on Instagram, but not in Facebook, it's for some sectors, some in industry sectors, it's something that is quite common. Like, a lot of photographers, for example, have, like, thousands, hundreds of thousands followers on Instagram, and their Facebook page are, like, pages are, like, followed by a hundred or a couple of hundred people so uh, but it's it's good uh, it, anyway because like photography is something that is super related to instagram and not that much 
to Facebook. So uh, right now, I think it's uh, it's not worth it to like to push it also on Facebook because uh, like the the image uh, part of the thing is the like the the main one. Right. So if somebody wants to personally reach out to you for digital marketing, mm-hmm. consulting, and stuff yeah. like that, can you tell them where to go and how to reach out to you? Yeah, actually, if you um, if you go to my the two Setpick Instagram page, there's an email, which is my personal email, which is info at marcomassini.com. And yeah, I, 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 I can be reached out through that or also also the the phone number that is linked to my my instagram page is um is is my my personal but also i have a a website that is www.marcomassini with the double s dot com and i can like i can be reached out through that that's fantastic and Marco, before we let you go, I wanted to end on this question. Because we are Music Matters Media, I wanted to ask yeah. you, why does music matter to you? Music matters because it keeps you alive. It's a, it's a feeling that is not like comparable to anything else. And, and there's the passion, the, like, the time, the... Um, people put on creating music something that is like uh, incredible and uh, mainly the, the feeling that music gives to you is not nothing else can, can give it to you so uh, it's all about feeling it's all about what like is the, the big things of life you know that how the things that makes you like feel better and music is one of them i completely wholeheartedly agree with you that's that's great (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for coming on today marco i know we really really appreciate it thank you me too me too thank you thank you guys bye marco see See you back on man well guys i hope you enjoyed that interview that was marco messini the founder of Setpick, which is a community aimed at rounding up collectors of concert memorabilia, including set lists, guitar picks, drumsticks, anything signed by your favorite bands. All you have to do is look up Setpick on Facebook or Instagram. Send Marco a direct message of your concert memorabilia, and you can be featured on the Setpick page, which is so cool. So exciting. All you have to do is send him the name of the band and the date, and you can be featured on those social media platforms. Once again, it's Setpick, S-E-T-P-I-C-K, all one word, on Instagram and or Facebook, and you can be featured. And I just think it's such a cool idea. I wish I would have thought of it, (laughs) but I'm so glad that we were able to talk to Marco today. Also, I just wanted to say, if you wanted to reach out to Marco for any digital marketing needs or any business development questions that you have for him, you can find him at www.marcomassini.com. That's www.marcomassini, 
M-A-S-S-I-N-I.com. Such a genuinely good guy, and I loved his accent, Eric. Just got to throw that out there. Yeah, my kind of guy, man. Fellow metalhead. Yeah, guys, so we want to know what you thought of today's episode. What did you think of our interview with Marco? What do you think about the idea behind Set Pick? And also, what are some of the coolest things that you have collected at concerts over the years? We want to know it all, guys, so please feel free to reach out to us through social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our next episode.